welcome to a night shift football red edition about a football team that sucks. Yeah, we'll go with that. That's an intro. Welcome to a night shift football <laughs> podcast red edition. We're a bit lost for words this week. We were considering whether we even do a pod this week. Um, thought we'd better. We'd better. It's Adelaide United weekly pod. Can't just take a week off because we suck. And boy, do we suck. Tommy, you in the grandstand against Perth last week, threatening to quit the club if we conceded a goal. And then uh, we we snagged an equaliser, and then here we are. You gave him another week, and then we we tune into this one, Sydney FC away, who we beat last time, and we weren't really expecting anything different to this, were we? Or we are we just happy it was closer than we expected? Maybe that's what it was. Maybe we should be satisfied that we weren't belted. Hmm. Cooper, are you satisfied we weren't belted out the park? Ah, uh, to be honest, I'm ready. <laughs> no. I'm ready. I'm ready to watch this team be belted a couple of weeks in a row. You know what I mean? Like it'd be more it's interesting. Almost, it's almost frustrating <laughs> that we lost this game two one, and that on paper yeah. it might have, might have looked like we were in it when, like I said last week, the draw against Perth paper over some some potentially hefty cracks, and and this is just <laughs> another example of that. My phone lit up after the uh, the two one goal. That Harvey, I was it we given crediting Lopez with this goal. Um, <laughs> my phone lit up with. All these people just messaging me like, are we going to do it? Like, is this going to happen again? Like, what are we, are we going to scab a point here? And I was like, ah, don't even get my hopes up. Don't even, I don't even want to think about it. It was kind of annoying they scored again. Like, oh, we, I don't know uh, if it was not so much papering over cracks this week, but just God. Just I, I had a mate that messaged me after Hovey scored that said, uh, gee whiz, how frustrating is that? Like, if you're going to fuck me, do it properly. And that pretty well sums up how I feel. <laughs> They've just edged you, edged you, and then left you dry. I guess and we were just we were so celebratory of this on social media. I don't know if you saw and whether it was just the I know Harvey does his little love heart celebration thing, but his stock image for when he scores a goal was posted mm. and then it just said in all capitals, Harvey with like the love heart eye emoji. And it was like, uh... why are we so excited to be scoring a consolation goal in a game where we were absolutely pantsed? Like this is yeah. the ninety fifth minute. It's it means tin pot. It's the it was, same thing we were saying last week. Another game where the result looks probably better than it is. And Fabio, the donkey, who we're still waiting for, like looks like he is really good, but also isn't. Um, He's still going to win the golden boot, right? Could have, he could have probably buried us here. Um, didn't Sydney were just doing what they had to do. They, they always kind of had us at arm's length and, no matter what we tried to, we didn't, we didn't really even throw any punches. Like it was just dismal and weak. And Sydney certainly a team that can be beaten this season, as we showed last time we went there, but we just have so little about us at the moment that we're not really, it doesn't look like we're going to trouble, trouble anyone. No, which is the most depressing part of this whole scenario is that we go out there. What have we got? One win in eight games now. And we don't look like we're going to break this spell of losses because the one, the one caveat I was trying to take out of it is that we are, we've said it the entirety of this pod, we are a form side. And so when we're winning, we string them together. When we're losing, we string losses together. And if you were looking at it, you know, objectively, you would think, okay, if you're going to go on a one out of eight win streak, this is the time to do it because now you go on the six or seven game winning streak and you go into the top four or whatever, and you go into the finals on a, a buoyancy of high, but I don't know where wins come from. I don't know where goals come from. I don't know 
what tactics we're playing. I don't even know who's going to be in the team from week to week because Carl loves to just cull players uh, if they've got one bad performance in them. And there seems to be very little self-reflection on the tactics or the setup or what we're actually trying to achieve on the pitch. Yeah, do we want to do we want to just talk lineup? It's probably the lineup is probably well, the one direction that I can go in this scenario with this game. Sure, I didn't so much have the lineup, but I, I think the back line is what it is. I don't know if we have anything else to say on those back four. That what are we? Not really any other option at this stage. I was going to mm, start with hands maybe are tied. maybe Cavallo because um, he went off injured again. Do we have any update on that from the the very transparent Adelaide United Football Club on Josh Carvalho at the moment? There was, uh, yeah, it was the well, comms during the game noted that they'd spoken to the Adelaide United medical staff and it seemed to be a quad injury for Josh Cavallo, um, which is disappointing because... Yeah, that's a different I, injury I, I to what the, he's had previously. To what he's had right? previously, and I yeah. thought that, that Josh was quite good last week against Perth. If you, yep. if you are going to pick one out of the bunch, I thought he was quite good. And to just to go off so early in this game is is pretty disappointing for him. Um, Harry Vandersaar then comes on and replaces him on the wing because we did not have a winger in this squad, either on the pitch <laughs> or on the bench whatsoever. Um, has has Dakuli lost his passport? Now, I'm not I'm I, trying to wonder where he's at. I don't know if it's, we're still just waiting on paperwork to process or whatever it is with Yaya Dakuli, but we obviously don't know that because like we continuously say, we are not told these things when we probably should be told these things. <laughs> uh, Nesri and Kunda, um, Carl said that he was left at home with an illness, but there was a few rumors circling in the in the local media that he'd been left at home due to an attitude problem. Now that's nah. again, there's there's the Nestory circus again that we do where uh, there's probably Nestory's laying in bed with a bit of a cold or a flu, and we've left him at home for a week, and media have jumped on it and gone, let's rag on this teenager again. You know, it is what it is, and if I don't want to hear it. If Carl wants to say he's ill, then he's so ill and, and, and see what happens. But then Ben Halloran, who has snuck his back way back into the starting 11 in the last few weeks, was completely missing from this squad. And I still, to this current point in time, don't have any idea why he was missing from the squad or whether he'll be back in the next squad or not. Grim. It's so, it's so grim. That's exactly what I thought as well. It's just grim. And it's poor, it's poor squad management. You know, the idea that, we've alienated and frozen Bernardo out in a time where, I mean, okay, let's rewind quickly. I said last week, I would like to see Harry van der Sarg play wide right, but that's only if Bovelina's on the pitch, not if he's going to play fucking left of midfield in front of Kiddo. That doesn't make any sense because they're two defensive minded players. So there's no attacking threat whatsoever there. Have we not heard since that Bernardo froze himself out? Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Potentially. Yes. Um, it sounds if... def- definitely, definitely like he did. On the, well, why, uh, why didn't we play him then? I mean, well, he's he scored on the weekend. He's a guy with talent, clearly. On the on the outside of the Bernardo situation, um, Harry Vandersag is such a weird substitution to me because we brought this guy on 10 minutes in for Josh Cavallo and then 50 minutes later in the 60th minute, we took him off for Luka Ivanovic. Now, why hasn't, you know, Giuseppe Bovolino, who is more of a fullback, but a very attacking fullback and eventually came on and played on the wing anyway, why is he not preferenced? What has Luka Ivanovic well, done Luka? to Carl? What what has this mm. guy done to Carl to you know he didn't do any harm to himself during his starts. Uh, we we thought that potentially there was going to be a little bit of a rotation system between him and Ben Haller and where the form was. 
they'd go, but, you know, no Ben Haller and all of a sudden and Lucas still doesn't get a start. Or Austin Ayubi, who's been part of this squad for, for four weeks now and was quite impressive off the bench and got the assist for Javi Lopez's goal. Where's where's this guy? Why are we not just why are we not bringing him on 10 minutes in? Um, and look, I, for one, I hope he shakes this up properly this week and I hope Lucas starts. I hope Austin Ayubi starts. I hope Ryan Tunnicliffe comes back into the team because we seem to be a lot better defensively with Ryan Tunnicliffe in our midfield, whether people love it or hate it. We seem to be way better with it. And I hope we go back to Bovelina. I just, I don't see if this, if we're not winning anything this season, why are we playing Javi Lopez over Bovelina? Why are we not going, okay, let's develop further? Hey, goal scorer. You can't retract that kind of statement. I mean, <laughs> this had. This had four two 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 written all over it when the sub has to be forced, and you should we should have brought Luca on, and you play Hero Luca, you play Stefan Kloff, you play Allegic and Izzy, and then the back four is the back four, like just a little bit of uh, I don't know wiggle room, just a little bit of flexibility mid game. I just I can't remember the last time Carl's really shifted the formation in a way that suits us at the right time. And sure, it's forced. And, you know, we don't want to see Cavallo go down. And if, like you said, if we're not going to do that, bring Ayubi on, for Christ's sake. Don't bring Van der Sarg on, on the opposite side of where we want him to be without Bovelino at fullback. It just... You just at this point, you have to negative. you have to go back to what works, right? You have to... Whether it's that 4-3-3 that we're playing at the start of the season, but whatever I think he knows is, what works. Zach, Zach Clough has That's to go it. back to being a central number 10. He's got right? to be central. He was, he was one of the best Absolutely. players in the league at the start of the season in that role. He has to go back there. Nestoria and Kunda needs to be backed to go onto a wing one-on-one with the defender and just run at the guy, take him on, do all the things that we know that he's best at doing. Whether it's Hiroshi being you know that strong presence central, and then you've got you can talk either Luca out on the left, Ayubi out on the left, or even Yaya Takuli out on the left. We need to start playing guys where they're most effective, and that's for me that's Clough in the ten. Stefan Mork playing the box-to-box role, and then you have either Isaias or Ryan Tanaklis in the more defensive position. I was just about to ask you that. Steph has not lit the world on fire since he's come back, has he? I uh, I shared my thoughts on Steph last week. You know, I, I I like the signing. I just I don't think he's been all that good <laughs> for a long time. Um, I think him not getting the move he was looking for to Asia probably says a little bit about that too. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm still glad we got him. Experience is good. I think he could be a handy midfielder. I just, I said last week, is he, is he good enough that we should be moving our best number 10 out of position so that he can That's play it. there? Absolutely not. No Absolutely way. Absolutely not. Well, not I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that Steph's best football for Adelaide United has ever been as a number 10. Like, no, that's I think, it. Wasn't. And that's, that's the thing that confuses me the most is this guy is most effective when he's played as a box-to-box, but we're moving a guy who's most effective as a 10 to play Steph there. And this is less on on the players and, and more on, to me, again, it's just poor player management, poor tactics, and just it's just terrible coaching all around. There were so many times in this game where... You know, we since Uffi's come in, he wants Sydney to play with a high press. And so if you're going to play an opposition with a high press, I can understand why he wants to put three in midfield. But the way that we alienate spaces in midfield with Ethan so far away from Izzy and Mork just in no man's land as you've got two players rushing, you know, a wide player or a fullback who's in possession of the ball, there was just too many moments in the first half where a defender looked up and they had no out pass. 
And you just, you got to wonder at that point, what are we doing? What have we done all week in the lead up to this game? Because we're not playing our own formation or our own style and philosophy. And we're also not combating the opposition and how they play. And so what the fuck is going on? I feel like, I, I feel like I'm back at Sunday league football where we're coaching ourselves. My next player I wanted to point out, and this isn't so much on the player, but uh, Ryan Tunnicliffe, um, this isn't on him, but he's coming on playing these bench roles where he comes on for 10 minutes or something at the end. Uh, why has Carl or whoever signed Ned a guy Adrian. in an international spot that is not good enough to start? Is he, Or is he good enough and Carl just doesn't know what he's doing? It's it's either, either way, it's on... I think it's on Carl. Either way, he is either not good enough, and so why have we signed a guy who can't get into our starting team, or he is good enough and he's not picking him because he can't work out how to how to put this team together. So which I'll is just it? Quickly say, I think it's football department. Football department. I think, sorry, I, I, I think it's a poor. I think it's a poor signing because if you if you're going to give a manager a player that he doesn't know how to use, what is the point? Well, yeah. I'm, well, if I'm directing the blame the... there at Carl only because I don't know who is. Anyway, whoever's in charge of these signings, that remember is, if we if we go like back to the, if we go back to the start of this season, we were at a point in time where the club didn't have a director of football, yeah. and it was uh, a combination of Calviert and Nathan Kazmina making signings together. Yeah. So this screams to me that this was a player that Calviert wanted in his squad, mm. and I've never at any point felt like he's known what he wanted to do with him. No, not once. No, not once because we haven't we haven't seen him play. Because I mean, you look at the Mariners; they've gone out and signed Ryan Edmondson. And they are playing him in a position that he flourishes. And he's now he's scoring goals. Like just immediately. Like imagine signing a player that just turns out performances that you would expect of a footballer immediately. I, I don't just, even, sorry, I don't even expect someone like a Tony Cliff to be signed and come in and absolutely set the league on fire. But at the very least expect if you're going to use an international spot that they are a player that can contribute and start games and look pretty decent you know without well, that's, they don't have to be world beaters but they should look good that's where i'm at is it's, it's not like this guy's form's been poor and we've been good without him and so i think True. by the time yeah. by the census that you've used an international spot on this guy he's had some some okay games he's had one or two good games and then one or two games where he was poor i think you just play the guy right like what have we got to lose at this point in time? You yeah, eighth, eighth, ninth in the league. You've got an international signing wasting away on your bench. Just put him in the lineup and see what happens. Unless, yeah. of course, the, the towel is already thrown in. And that's why, you know, you're. I, I quite like Ethan as a player. He's probably not there at the moment. And are you just forcing him to just keep starting because we want, we want to keep going with developing him for like next season or the season after when mm. we, you know, that, that to me says you've kind of thrown in the tower for this season. And I know it's important to develop players, but on, come on. Well, on, how, how else do we make money, Sam? Well, on, on that hand to me, though, I think if we had done that, the I'd be less confused about why Luca hasn't had a start for six or seven weeks now. I True. think, yeah. you know, if we're doing that and the tower's thrown in, Luca starts over um, over Ben Haller. And obviously I pointed out Bob Alina going on the bench in, in expensive Javi Lopez, but obviously that was only a one-time thing for now, we don't know what's going to happen this weekend. But, yeah, I would have thought that guys like Luca would have been on the park. Mm. It's just I feel like we don't know what Ethan's best position is at the moment as well. Because is he? it looks like he's playing in that box-to-box role that we want to see Steph play. And so if Steph's in there, I don't really see a position for Aligic. But in the way that we've set up, 
it's not the guys around him aren't complimenting him or helping him in any way. I still thought he played okay. I thought he had some moments, but more or less, you would rather have, uh, you know, the double pivot. Why not? Is he in Tunic? Like, that's why we've got him. Either of you have anything else on this exact game before I ask you my next question? Do you have anything else on this team or the, the game against just, Sydney? I think it illustrates again what we said against the Mariners is that they've got an international roster of Lolly, Mac, Gomez, and the three of them again have proven pivotal in beating us. And we just refuse to use our international spots to any kind of effect. And that is so symptomatic of this club prior to these owners throughout the years, going back to when we actually had decent internationals and we won something. And that is the number one thing that has to change next season. Yep, definitely. Um, I wanted to ask you guys a bit. I know it's all hindsight now, but we did hit the panic button before this season started. We thought the writing was on the wall. Um, a lot of the chat and a lot of the worries that people had about this team we're kind of wiped away by those round one and two victories, but I know a few of us were still cautious. Um, but are we just, what we're seeing right now, is this just the last month or two, just playing out what you were expecting before round one? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think this is squad depth wise. This is where we're at. There's probably only, you know, we sit ninth now, Perth, Newcastle and Western United are below us. And they're probably only the, the three teams that on paper I think we actually do have a, a better setup and a better squad than. Um, and even at times, you know, we had the draw with Perth at home a couple of weeks ago and we were fortunate on a few fronts to beat Newcastle. And like we say in the A-League all the time, there's I, I believe to me that there's less of a gap between us and the three teams below us than there is a gap between us and the now eight teams above us. Yeah. Did we do not predictions? with that? Did we do predictions we, at the start of the year? Do we have? We I think did. Tommy, you had us bottom four, didn't you? I had us eighth. Yeah, you had us eighth. Yeah, I can't remember what I did, but it wasn't good. It's, it's pretty much playing out exactly as I anticipated. But okay. it was like you said; they gave us that little bit of hope at the beginning of the season, like, "Oh my god, we just smashed City and and the Mariners!" <laughs> like we're gonna it was fucking so roll random, this. yeah, so out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah, it's hard to see us making finals from here and turning any of this around, like. We're six points out at the moment, and West Sydney Wanderers come to town this week uh, with you know Lockie Brooks scoring goals and some South Aussies contributing. They where are they sitting on the table? They are sixth, and they're the team six points ahead of us. So and they look a lot better than we do, and they're the final final spot. So what do we yeah. think? Wanderers There's at a home. Golf. There's a golf, isn't there, Coop? Uh... God, I don't know. The Warriors aren't that good of late, to be honest. The only with you. the the thing that's going to suit uh is going to suit Adelaide in this game is that the Wanderers, even when they play their best football when they win games, don't tend to score a lot of goals. Um, Brandon Barello probably starts this game. It'll be his first start back. Uh, uh, of Marcus, course, Marcus Antonson was injured on the weekend uh, in their game against Central Coast Mariners and a tackle with Jacob Farrell. Um, so Brandon Barello probably comes back in and starts. So. You know, if he finds a score sheet, it could be two or three. But I don't even know if I see us scoring against this. This Wanderers' back line is, is pretty steady. Margush has been in good form, yeah. replacing the injured Thomas. And, you know, Marcelo is one of the better centre-backs in the league. I, I I think we struggle to score against them, and I wouldn't be surprised to see just like a simple 2-0 loss. Cool. Tommy, prediction? Yeah, I don't know. 
You got uh, to give us something. I, I predict that I don't see the end of this game. Uh, I think this may be the gotta, first one that I walk out on. You are an absolute baby. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just tired of it. Like, it's that argument. Oh, it's not the argument. It was the point that Cooper was making in the Europe pod of whether or not you want to support a side that tries to play football and still loses or do you want to support a side that does nothing mm. and loses nonetheless. And I think you factor in that we lost Goodwin. We didn't replace him. You know, Nestor is going. He had, his head's not been in this season. That's fine. He's a young man. There's no hate on that. But outside of those two, who have we actually pinned success on this season? Like who was supposed to be the one that was going to win us football matches? It was cloth early on, and then we, you know, uh, nullified any kind of uh, threat or attacking presence he had by trying to accommodate other players, which hasn't worked. I'm just, I'm at the point now where it's like, and with no threat of relegation in this league either, we really are at the point where it just, it doesn't really matter at all. So hopefully we win. We probably lose. I would probably say West Sydney beat us 3 0, 3 1. And you'll leave early. Uh, yeah, if we're 3 if we're three nil down at 60 minutes, um, yeah, I think, I dog. think I'll do it. I'll walk Absolute out. Absolute dog. I, uh, well, I'll yeah. be there. I'll I'm be not in the sure stands. If- Tommy, I'm not sure if you saw that the uh, the NPL season kicks off this weekend. Um, long, I will be there long, for that. Long live local football. Thank God that we're going to have something to watch in South Australia that we can hopefully cheer about with uh, yes. Sam and I. We love going down to, to Beograd and watching games. Um, oh. There's a curtain raiser game for for this game. The Adelaide United NPL team are going to open their season against Campbelltown. Good game. Uh, high marsh before the A-League game. And I was just wondering how many of those boys are going to back up playing 180 minutes considering that half of our MPL <laughs> squad is actually our A-League squad. <laughs> this is like the old Sunday League days, Sammy, where we had to yeah. play at 9 a.m. and then go out and play at 1 p.m. Play under, under 18s in the morning <laughs> and then drive on down to Seaford or some shit to play A-grade in the afternoon, <laughs> as you do. Um, It'll well, be a good was- look. I'll still be in the stand at the full-time whistle, so I'll just uh, make up so for you can boo them. Yeah, I will. I'll boo this week. Don't, <laughs> don't tempt me. Don't threaten me with a good time. Uh, there wasn't much of a good time this week in the A-League. A pretty dismal round. I'm not going to go through it all, but the Melbourne derby was a nil-all. My last question for you guys, uh, well, mainly for Cooper's. Cooper, would you like to finally, maybe slightly, just give Wellington just a little tickle of some credit? No. Why? Just uh, it's just it's because well, they're not the, as good as Man City. The Gibbs out of me. Okay, they're just, sorry, they're not as good as Man City, so they're not good. I just think these. My new Wellington Phoenix prediction is that they will not win a final in oh. this in this league. Um, Do they win the brave, season? Though? That's a brave bet, uh, isn't it? That's that's where I'm going. Um, I just oh fuck man they they keep credit to them because they keep winning games like I don't know if you you sat down and watched the game on the weekend not this or one not, but I've watched them or, a lot or this not year. Sam but Macarthur absolutely pulled the fucking pants off of Wellington in this game cool and so, somehow didn't beat them and and credit to Wellington because they, they had a few oh, there it is. That injured and and you know what but and the pod and the pod not, you did it credit then to we're Wellington, not going to do said. anything. Good luck to him. Go and go and finish second. Don't win a final. You're not you're not allowed to play in Asia. What's the fucking point? Finish Congratulations. Second. They're five points clear on top. Yeah, the Mariners. The Mariners. The Mariners will win. Yeah, the Mariners will win it. Listen to you. Oh, they will. I like Wellington. I, I think yeah. they've I think they've been good. 
Uh, they're good value for the league as well. We need to incorporate New Zealand into Asia, so it's like a more. I just don't know how eighteen games holistic. in you can still say, "Oh, they're not that good," but you can say Mariners are like. You know, no, Mariners are lit. Over the course of the season, over the course of the season, Wellington have just been solid. They've done what they had to do. The generic state the that the A League's in right now that the side top of the league is averaging only two points, exactly two points per game, and they're five points clear at the top of the league. I think it says good, you know, good good on Wellington for being that consistent team, but I think it says more about the the state of the teams in this league currently than it does about the success no, of the Knicks. I think that's, no. a, that's a, such a Euro snob way of looking at it. It is. It so is, because it's the beauty of a salary cap league that keeps the competitiveness of it. But that's not. No, 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 because you know that's not true. You know you're that it to the Premier League, is this, where fucking this, sides get two point four points Tom, every game. Is this or is this not the least entertaining A League season that you've spectated in probably the last decade? You know what? It is. I've enjoyed it. The A League season that is is got the most average goals per game of any league in the world. So the question is whether or not you translate goals as entertainment. Not all the time, considering some of the ones we've seen. True, true. You had a really good stat um, of games that people most attend being bullshit and games that people least attend being really entertaining and fun. And so maybe there's a a correlation between that. But I don't think the quality of the A-League has dipped by any means compared to the past few seasons. We're not in the heady days of Andrews, Ross, Alona, or, you know, I didn't enjoy Sydney's and Graham Arnold's dominance, their dynasty they had going. I think the City dynasty wasn't great because they obviously they overcooked the league with the the facilities and the finances that they have and the draw that they have to bring players in. But it's fun to see Wellington, the Mariners, and MacArthur being the top three teams. Because it's the beauty of a salary cap league. <laughs> it's the beauty of a salary cap league. Because the, stat that, be in there. the stat that Tom's referring to there is that in the 2023-24 A-League men's season this year, the average crowd has been 8,185. In games when seven or more goals have been scored, which has occurred eight times, the average crowd's only been 7,248. But in a game where an average, the average of zero, the average of goals scored has been zero, a nil or draw, which has occurred four times, the crowd average has been 17,383. <laughs> so good. It happens. It's so good. I, it no, just... I... Go on. Does, does it happen or is it just because that tends to be the derby games and so there's more on the line and no, so they kind of lock in a little bit more? just happens. Just the two happens. Melbourne derbies this season have been rubbish. They've been rubbish. Um, it just feels dirty to not give, you know, I feel like the league, the league table is what it is and it's consistency over a, a period of time. And, you know, Wellington have only lost the two games. Melbourne Victory have lost one. Everyone else four or more. So, you know, they, they deserve some credit for being where they are as well. They, they have the long away trips every time they play away from home. Good on them. Good on them. Oh, and nuts. I'm enjoying it. They have great kits too. I'm all about their kits. Um, yeah. Can't wait for think, the Auckland Black Knights to come into the league. I do think Central Coast are on the march though and they'll run them down. I just, I'd love to get MacArthur out of there. I, just, I don't have time for it. <laughs> these, for, these expansion teams that are just plonked in the middle of shit areas with no crowds. Don't have time Fox for Sports it. franchise FC. All right, we'll leave it there. Um, hopefully maybe... A better result this week for Adelaide United. Otherwise, I'd rather get pants than just lose two 0 at home. So, um, either yeah, spanking can, or we or we snag a win. Let's go. I can I can leave early and go to the fringe. That'd be nice. Uh, you're <laughs> you're gonna go see Cooper's show. Well, I hope so. He got punched out last time. That's why he lost all his teeth. Beautiful. See you guys. <laughs>